This episode is in memory of David LaRosa. Greetings, lovely listeners. You are listening to Saga, a podcast where a dude and a chick discuss art and animation. Right, so grab your pumpkin spice latte and join Saga for the Odyssey that is over the garden wall with Wirt, Greg, and Beatrice, who all go on an adventure through mysterious and terrifying situations. This is Saga, and this is Sarah and Garrison here. Spoiler alert, this audio may contain spoilers, so please proceed with caution or an open mind. I don't care. So, yeah, this is a cartoon masterpiece. Thank you, Cartoon Network. Um, The style of animation and the color palettes are all muted and very old timey. And it makes me feel very nostalgic. And this is like the perfect fall season animation for all families. Um, Yeah. Right. That's um, thank you, Sarah, for that. lovely intro so uh so we're just going to be talking about the the show this 10 episode miniseries and um we're going to give our thoughts on each episode and i'm going to talk about my theories about what i think it means and uh and yeah we'll just go from there so what what were your thoughts on the whole the the whole whole the whole show and the first episode um, I really like the whole series. It's one reason why we decided to do it here on Saga is because this is like a new classic. I think Halloween um, tradition for me because this is such a good in-depth little story and it's so cute and it's fun and it's hard to look away. Um The first episode, I think, is really just, like, the lead-in to everything. And I've seen this multiple times. So I think for me... I I think for me that this is easier to digest, you know? Like, so I was just... I already knew what was going to happen. Right. Um, To your statement about this being, like, a modern-day classic. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Klaus, right? Like, it, it, it sort of has that, like, timeless feel... Uh, that kind of makes it a modern classic. And to your point about it, it being um, di, 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 digestible, um, the episodic nature like really helps with that. Like um, each each episode is kind of self-contained, and they tell their own stories. And there's like l- little sprinkles of an over of an over arcing story. But um, the first episode um, has the voice talents of, of Elijah Wood. I love that guy. Uh, probably most well known for Frodo um, from Lord of the Rings. The legend uh, Christopher Lloyd himself, great actor. Um, yeah, this one was just sort of a straightforward episode. Not too many comments um, on this one, but uh, good lead in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and then we have Hard Times at the Huskin Bee in their second one. That's these all of these episodes have like some very interesting titles. I don't know if we said chapter one, but um, the old grist mill was chapter one. Um, this one I thought like I mean this one's just my favorite like of all of the episodes. Greg, his character, I don't know, he's my favorite. He just he. He and I agree on things, on life. We agree on life. Um, there's a lot of grumpy pumpkins in this this episode. And um, okay, I'm sorry. I keep thinking about the fact that you showed me this thing about Dante Inferno and this series, and now I can't stop thinking about it. So, yeah. You're welcome. I know. God. <laughs> Now, like, I look at it, I'm like, holy hell, what the heck did I just watch? Because I, I didn't even catch that. I've, I've read Dante's Inferno, like, three times. Cool. Um, yeah, so this one uh, had lots of, like, pumpkins in it, right? Uh, pum mm -hmm. Pumpkins that, uh, okay, so they were skeletons that were, like, wearing pumpkin masks or, like, pumpkins uh, as, like, heads like as masks supposedly and... what's that supposedly what do you mean like they i don't know like they may not be people underneath there like for me i feel like there's they're not actually there like there's nothing inside of that head really you think so well i well well i think that they're they're uh they're dead right because you know um uh, like this whole series is like uh, like a metaphor for like death and like passing, right? So right, right. There were. I mean, we don't find this out until later, but it, this plays out like out of order. So we start with the the main characters going into the woods and like experiencing something crazy happening, and then we find out more about them as the story progresses. So like what we're telling you right now and maybe this is why this is hard to go over chapter series by series or sorry episode by episode because it's out of order <laughs> you know what i mean like right yeah uh i think that okay so i haven't seen this since like 2014 uh when it came out and watching it this week i had like a new perspective on it and i could like see it better um and uh what did you say you said something you said yeah so it's all out of order right yes and okay. and it, it may i think it's making it hard to talk about it like episode by episode because we start off with you know um the main characters in the middle of the woods and then we learn more about them right and uh i think if you're watching this for the first time episode by episode it it may seem episodic and like there there's no like story to it but i think it all sort of uh comes together around episode like eight and like nine and ten and looking back on it you can see the pieces uh and i think uh the watching it as a whole you get a better like uh sense of like the, the scale like the uh, story that 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 they were trying to tell with this. Right, because it has a lot of different layers. Um, and so many 
different sim like sim symbolisms. Um, and I think, yeah, you're right. Like watching it as a, a first time viewer, you might look at this and be like, what the heck is going on? Because I do remember thinking that the first time I watched this, but I found it so charming and so cute that I overlooked its bizarreness. But now that I've seen it multiple times, I do, I do appreciate the, the, the depth and the development that it took to, 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 to tell this story because wow <laughs> just uh, i i don't have any other words for it like it is crazy that this animation that could seem like a children's animation is so in depth um like back to your uh like comments about like not thinking of like not, like not thinking about the pumpkins as like dead uh so i i'd like take notes when i'm when I'm watching, and like like two two uh, phrases that 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 like really stuck out were, um, "You'll join us someday," by uh, uh, the main pumpkin guy said, right, and which would make sense because if they're all skeletons, which would lead back to the whole theming of the series about like death and dying, saying that you'll join us someday, kind of like a ominous for for. Foreshadowing for the rest of the series, and then someone else said, uh, "The pumpkin girl said, um, uh, 'You're you're a little too early. Um, it it doesn't seem you're ready to to join us yet.' So I think that you know, Wirt, who's the main character, was too young to be with these dead people because he still had a life to live. Definitely, I couldn't agree more. I don't think that's the first time I've heard that either. When this first came out, I do remember hearing people be very suspicious about those particular lines and what it might mean. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Any more comments on chapter two? No, I just really like the pumpkin people. I hope I hope that they smell good, you know? <laughs> Okay, but but you were talking about making pumpkin spice lattes, so I would think they would be kind of scared of you. No. No. <laughs> okay. Um, chapter three: School time folly. Um, this was an episode that happened. Uh, the work and and Greg went to like a, a school with animals, uh, but like a human teacher. Um, an Adelaide song, which is great, it's catchy. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's be honest here about the real song that took the show of the entire series, which is... Potatoes and Molasses? Yes, because potatoes and molasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, the um, songs in this are really catchy, and I think uh, they actually made a vinyl when the show came out like a vinyl of the of the songs from this series <laughs> that is so funny yeah. um yeah this was a weird one for me um i don't know what it is about like old school school houses you know what i mean but they're so creepy we have a bunch here in ohio like if you just go around country roads you'll find an old school schoolhouse totally yeah um when I was younger, I used to um, really like exploring um, schools at night, and that's like a really interesting experience. Um, I recommend it if it's legal. Um, do it. It's like a fun thing to kind of 
creepy kind of um like a like a sobering experience interesting interesting um yeah so i really liked how everyone who seems like they're mean or scary at first in this show ends up being kind of nice um at the end like they they show their true selves and i think that is probably one of the morals of this story and um you know something to take away that like you know people you might be afraid of at first might be actually really nice you know they're just kind of facing some minor inconsistencies or something you see a sour side of them and that person might actually be your husband um who you thought left you but was actually just uh stuck in a monkey suit right also the passage of time in this show is really interesting um you're never really like 100 sure whether um it's days or hours that has passed which is another thing that i find that makes a show very eerie and you kind of start to notice this really in chapter three all right because um they uh, say that like uh when you're dying you're like like you're thinking faster or something like your your life is flashing so um because like because um um in dreams right um like uh like it may seem like hours but it's like minutes so i think that's interesting thought to mention of mm-hmm. not being sure of the passage right um right so let's move on to chapter four the song of the dark lantern um i do love beatrice she is one of my favorite characters she says something like um fine yeah i'll do everything and that sounds like me after she gets really frustrated with wart and greg because she's the only one that has to do things because wart is a little chicken um right uh right so this one was when they went to like a cabin like there's lots of going into buildings in each episode it feels like you're right uh, so i'm like kind of confused on like what building is like which uh but um okay so this is where we're in- introduced to the character of sarah Wirt has a crush on and this really shaky voice guy comes like singing about how to seduce girls and that's uh sort of like Wirt's main um problem is that you know he's trying to like send this or like trying to like tell a girl that likes her but is too scared to Mm -hmm. uh and this is also the episode we find out that Wirt and Greg are half brothers um which doesn't really play into anything but uh, but I think it makes it more realistic uh like it's a realistic kind of like a nice touch to like have like a mixed family or like a right and we are given a a piece of of information that the woodsman's daughter is in the lantern that he holds and so that's sort of why he is working with beast to to like uh get her to earn earn her the lantern right and then um we move on to chapter five with matt love um yeah, this one, God, I keep returning back to the um, Dante's Inferno. Stop thinking about it, Sarah. Jeez. Um, yeah, so they steal, they just start to consider stealing from this, like, really rich guy. And um, they have to follow him around as they start hunting this ghost. And 
Um, <laughs> there's so many things I, I wrote in here that were like just kooky and crazy. And then I realized John Cleese was the the rich manor guy. And um, then I kind of went a little overboard because I love John Cleese. He's a little crazy. So I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that he has that role. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This episode was kind of cool. Like I, I kind of liked it. Uh, so Endicott is this super wealthy guy who lives in a mansion and well, um, he thinks there's a ghost in his house. And this is also when like <laughs> Greg and the horse, was it, was it, was it him? Was it him and the horse that were like trying to like steal, <laughs> trying to rob him? Yeah. The horse was all about it. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that like this rich guy's house was, was attached to this other rich person's house and they each thought that the other person was a ghost but they're not and they're just rivals in the tea market yeah and they kind of like fell in love or something right right yeah and these two cheapskates gave one penny each the min- the, the minimum possible uh for the people that that helped them that helped them out okay right and i feel like it's at this point we should probably mention the the dante's inferno thing that we keep talking about because it's it's like at this point it's so obvious that there's such a reference to it because you know in dante's inferno right they they mention giving two coins to the the guy that you know um ships people across sticks the river of sticks and you have to give two coins to that guy and it's like at this point like okay yeah and there's only 10 episodes there's nine levels of hell and then there's like some explanation in there so just saying uh yeah and so this dante's this dante's inferno thing that that keeps being mentioned is from a youtube video by trey the by trey the explainer so if you're interested if you're interested in that, uh, go check him out. It's pretty. We'll have the link in um, our sub- in our information down at the bottom. The you know the thing you click on. All right. Um, yeah. So uh, Greg has um, really kind of, like kind of gotten gotten on my nerves at this point because he keeps like messing stuff up and like he threw away their two cents. For like a, a wish and they really needed those scents and it's like he he doesn't know what's what's going on and maybe he has um challenges so i'm not really gonna fault him too hard but um this is just unacceptable really hmm, interesting we also do get to meet adelaide of the woods in this episode uh sorry we didn't mention that we were moving on to well that was my last comment on oh okay 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 sorry i thought you had already moved on to lullaby anyway chapter six lullaby and frogland um yeah so this one we actually see them taught like on a ferry literally on a ferry floating down a river to um you know go see adelaide and then we see beatrice kind of talking with adelaide of the woods who is the person that they're trying to get to because beatrice you know at the beginning was like listen i can get you guys out of these woods you know she's the guiding light for for um wirt and greg and she goes to to see adelaide of the woods who's supposed to get them out and we find out that 
Adelaide really isn't interested in helping them out of the woods. In fact, she really just wants to um, commit them to servitude um, because she can. Right, and we find out that she is a follower of the beast and she has, um, right, so did, okay, yeah, so Beatrice, not Beatrice, Adelaide, uh, or, or, or yeah, um, Beatrice was working with Adelaide, um, with good intentions, like, with, with good faith, like, she wasn't, uh, mean, like, mean or bad about it, you know, she really thought that she was helping Ward and Greg on their mission, but it turns out that it was actually an elaborate uh, trap by Adelaide to get some, like, people there so that she could, like, give... Right. Um, yeah, and we find this out while Wirt and Greg are kind of, um, hanging out on a ferry. Some frogs. I thought that was cute. Um, yeah, so, um, I'm gonna talk about sort of, like, my theories, um, before I, I kind of learned more, more about it, so... Uh, I actually think I came pretty decently close, uh, but so there are scissors involved, right? There are scissors that are involved uh, that that um, Beatrice was cursed by and turned her and her family into bluebirds, and that's why she's working with her, right? To to earn her humanhood back. So Wirt sort of takes this the wrong way, and Gre uh, him and Greg go off on their own and uh, trying to get back home. Right. So that's when they separate. And then we move on to chapter seven with the ring of the bell. Um, and this one's pretty gloomy um, and kind of terrifying. I don't know what it is about the, the character, the auntie whispers. She's terrifying. And she reminds me so much of Yubaba from Spirited Away, and it might be her character design, but she she is very much like an, an old crow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that too. Uh, plus, you know, she has an evil sister, right? Kind of like uh, right. her and, and, and her sister. Kind of works. Right. And she had this weird desire to eat turtles, and it turned her mouth black. What is with that lady? Stop. You nasty. Um. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, she's, she, she, so, um, Adelaide looked nice, but was evil, but, um, Auntie Whispers looks evil, but she's nice, so I guess you could think of this as, as, like, a moral of don't judge a book by its cover, probably, mm -hmm. and Adelaide, uh, so there's a bell, so I thought this episode was pretty clever is probably one of my favorites uh, because of like how they like used words right like the way that auntie whispers said words it made it seem that she was the one doing the eating right but mm. it was actually the uh L lorna the the young girl that she's looking at turned out to be like a ghost team right right um, and you know what's interesting is towards the end of this episode, they're able to kind of exercise her of the demon, Wirt and Greg, which is kind of cool. But, like, all Greg had to do was be like, yeah, please just leave her and never come back. And then the spirit left, and I feel so bad for 
Lorna because if only her auntie had ever thought to do that <laughs> in the beginning, she wouldn't have had that problem. Yeah. Um, chapter 8, Babes in the Woods. Yeah, and then um, Wirt starts showing signs of giving up. I think that's, I thought that was an interesting twist, but Greg, um, you know, Greg still is eager to move on. So we still have a lot of energy from Greg to, to keep going, but Wirt is starting to get tired and starting to want to give up in this episode. Um, yeah. I'm actually glad that you mentioned that, um, cause that, cause that actually plays into my theory of, of what I thought the show is, but basically worked okay so uh beatrice was like okay i'll talk about that later but chapter eight babes in the woods yeah um cloud city everything is glazed over super creepy we find out that it's actually the beast who is invading the dreams of greg and pulls him off into the woods but first, we gotta tell we gotta tell tell you a little rock fact. Um, did you know di- dinosaurs actually had ears? That is not true, but it is a rock fact, and I actually kind of like Greg's rock facts. <laughs> um, Wait, no, it was. Uh, did you know that dinosaurs had really big ears? Right. But because they're not made of bones, nobody knew that. I cried <laughs> laughing. It was so funny. Yeah. Uh, and okay, so did did you think of Randy Newman when you heard the the North Wind? No. Really? That's I I couldn't un un unhear it once I thought of it. Maybe it's because I don't know who Randy Newman is. Really? The, yeah, I don't uh, know who that is. The, the, you got you got a friend in me guy? The, the oh. guy, yeah. Okay, now I can see that. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, so this episode was like a, was a Greg-centric episode. And he's um, having a really psychedelic experience, it, it, it seems like. Um, DMT is starting to flood his mind. He's slowly uh, dying, and this is what he sees, right? Um, but mm. it's not until later in the episode when Greg like opens up like the Northwind side, and like stuff starts happening, and there's like a fairy godmother uh, who who Greg wishes uh, like the safety of Wurt, but it turns but it turns out that it's actually the beast. I thought was like a pretty cool twist and so this episode ends with like Greg walking off with the beast and Wirt uh sort of buried under snow and for Greg right and then so chapter nine is called into the unknown um this one is mostly about um Wirt. It's mostly about Wirt and his experience with the girl that he's interested in, and it kind of explains why they ended up in the woods in the beginning, and we, we see them um, kind of courting each other, yeah. and yeah, and then they end up falling into the river, and that's how they end up into... Okay, so I'm starting to, to uh, think that Frozen 2 should be sued so this episode is called 
into the unknown, which mm. is a, which is which is a song from Frozen Two, sung by sung by Elsa, and Into the Woods was a was another song from that movie, sung by like what was the name Chris Christopherson or something. Yeah. Uh, and there's snow, right? And snow isn't frozen. So so they ripped it right. off. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll, I'll buy it. <laughs> you don't think so? No, no. Let's no. Let's sue them. Well, we can't sue them. But what should happen is we be compensated for for uh, for bringing this to the light. So yeah, um, that's true. We can be compensated and uh, give us your money. Yes. Two cents each. So that's, that's what. That's enough. That's about that's what, we what we're worth. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So you mentioned the mixtape, right? So, so I like read some somewhere that the poems throughout this this show were were like on this mixtape. So that that sort of leads back to the idea or like fact or fact at this point that um, Wirt or like Wirt and Greg were dying and like their life that their lives are sort of flashing but this one's pretty cool because like greg sort of acts as a wingman and i have a, a note here that says greg 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 a good wingman and i was thinking that you know is greg a good wingman because he kind of helped him out big time you know he uh got him in, he got him into that party he was able to give the cassette to her friends and like put it in her jacket and uh this is also the episode where we meet the legendary jay jason funderburger who has like the best voice right yeah he sounds like a stoner in himself is that the voice you were doing when you first got on the the mic earlier today yeah sarah <laughs> oh my god Hello, Jason Funderbreaker. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Gosh, it sounds so gross. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it sounds like like suh, dude. Like suh. Yeah. Uh, puberty, I guess. Don't be Jason Funderbreaker. Don't be that guy. What do you do? Just. He, he took Sarah. Also, why is her name Sarah? Everybody's name is Sarah now. And it's that's, such a popular name. I know, it is my name. And I didn't even notice that until like uh, like five minutes before we, we recorded that her name is also your name. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. And also, okay, yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that. So they end up in a cemetery. Which could also lead back again to the whole theme of like death and dying. So they end up in a cemetery, and then this cop who's like messes around too much causes uh, Word and Greg to jump over garden wall into the train tracks, and, and they almost die by getting hit by the train, and they fall into the, the um, lake. But the dark uh, story ending for this could be that. They actually did get hit by the by the train, and uh, Lake is just um, is just not that like not the worst. In I, I don't know. 
Uh, Wait, what? What do you finish mean? Finish my thought. Finish my thought. Um, I don't know what your thought was, but okay, yeah. So they end up into the into the lake. They end up almost dying. I mean, I mean, it goes literally like it goes a flash. Like they jump into the pond, into the the river, and then they wake up in the woods. But that that's just how they end up, and they're not really sure how they got there. And like, I think this is when we really, really see how how he's being forced into this realm of like different characters and scenarios of forces Wirt and Greg to make decisions that affect their life and how they may learn from it. So, and, and maybe that's what a lot of people see like when their life is slashing before their eyes. Also, I think this is interesting too. You kind of notice that there is like a a strange kinship between all of the characters in this um in this show and they say that when you die you see things and people and you know environments that you were familiar with in your own personal life in reality and so you take that with you into this afterlife and you take that with you into the flash before you before you die and the further you go into the into the reality things start to dissipate you know change and that's when we come to terms with our death and to terms with the unknown so i think that all of that symbolism is so well put because we start to notice like the 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 pushback from the characters to the scenarios they're like well this isn't right you know and I don't know. I don't know if that's where you were going, but I thought that that was interesting. The um, how they're familiar with so many things, like they're just comfortable with the fact that these things are going on. So they're facing their death, and then they're they're in the water. They're fighting for their lives, and they're seeing these images flash before their eyes. And then we come to the final chapter, which is the unknown. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so a lot happened in this episode, and, well, I don't know, start it off. So, um, you know, we already know that Greg has left Wirt's side, and Wirt wakes up kind of covered in, in vines, and he's, you know, he kind of, like, just grabs him off of him and just rips him off, and it's like, why am I covered in vines? So that's, like, your first cue, right? And then um, we see, you know, Greg kind of not necessarily bargaining, but like trying to figure out a way to get back home. And so, you know, he kind of makes a deal with the beast and um, goes to sleep and all like is covered in vines and then becomes turned into what the beast calls Edelwood, which is then to it's yeah it's so that's to be burned by the lantern guy okay taking notes yeah yeah okay so then the lantern guy shows up and we find out that the beast isn't really um like how do i say this like he's he's alive but he's actually like his soul is the flame inside the lantern and his his daughter is now a part of the beast. So if the beast dies, 
his daughter dies, so forth and so on. And we see him, um, you know, realize that his daughter is never coming back. So in order to kill the beast, what the lantern guy has to do is then blow the the flame out. Um, and so he does. And Wirt and Greg, you know, shove off, move off. And then we kind of, we see them save Greg, chop, chop the wood off of, um, of Greg. And then they wake up. And then they're um, transported by emergency vehicle to a hospital. And then we kind of see them make friendships and make their own reality in real life. So, yeah, this this was like the 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 final one that showed like, yeah, this was all really a dream. Well, well yeah, that's what I was kind of con- confused about because we see Beatrice as a human again. Mm-hmm. That was like after. Right. So, like, was it a dream? Well, I don't know. That's probably open for interpretation. And I didn't think about Beatrice, you know, like, that whole scenario. But, yeah, you might be right. Like, Beatrice might be real. Maybe she was always um, a little girl. But because they were... I don't know. That's weird. Because, like, why would Wirt and Greg see the little girl in in their dreams as like a bird like they'd have to have some sort of prior relationship to even have her in their dreams and also and also the fact that Wirt and greg were basically sharing a sharing the same experience right that's also very unexplainable but i don't know i think if you're dying all things are out (laughs) i mean yeah all reality is gone yeah, when you said that, uh, when you were talking about the uh, plot for this episode, you were saying that, like, how they woke up and were sent to the hospital. And I was thinking, like, what if they didn't wake up when they did? Um, the search party wouldn't have seen them, and they probably would have, like, uh, frozen, like, like, frozen to uh, death on the side there and died anyway. So it's yeah. kind of, so it's kind of lucky that they woke up when they did. Right, and this is also like a very symbolic episode too because the entire episode takes place in a very snowy woods. And if you can imagine like what what everyone considers the pits of hell to be, it's icy, frigid, cold, not super hot and hellish, but you know, that chill is what makes you stuck there. You can't move. But they were able to escape. Right. Uh, and <laughs> when um, when Beatrice was uh, helping Greg uh, free from the vines and stuff, and she found leaves inside of them, <laughs> she uh, thought that 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 like leaves were like forming from from, from forming from inside too. But Greg just said, "I just ate le- I just ate leaves." <laughs> I know. I love him. He's so sweet. Um, I think I am Greg. Yep, no question about it. Definitely Greg. Yay. Um, let's see here. What else? Um, well, that's really it from yeah, the, so uh, from the show. Yeah. So what else? What else? Um, talk about your theory then. Okay. Uh, right. So my my initial theory when I was watching this, without any research or like looking up stuff, because I wanted to like know how close I was 
to intended vision of the story. So my thoughts were, you know, of course, um, this the events from this series were a reference like death and dying. And I started to like see that with chapter two and some of the words that were said when we kind of touched on that. Um, and in chapter four, where where like the guy sings about like picking up girls and stuff, and we and we hear about Sarah for the first time. So in this episode, we are we are uh, we are seeing what Wirt is experiencing. Like he's he's thinking of Sarah, and uh, this could rep represent regret. You know, dying without telling her her her, her true feelings first. Uh, Beatrice represents the light, the uh, the hope of life, right? So you had a note here I wanted to, to uh, touch on. Mm -hmm. Where was it? Oh, right. When when Wirt almost gives gives up. So right. So Beatrice is the uh, hope, right? So she sort of lead, leads them to their e to their eventual freedom from from death, right? And the beast, right. and the beast is death. So they're sort of opposites, and and after a certain point, Beatrice and Adelaide, who was a follower of the beast, um, like maybe there was some some uh, some kind of uh, unassurance from Wirt, and he wasn't sure if if like he had the strength to to like live, because um, we saw during that flashback that words could not muster up the courage to like tell Sarah that liked her so perhaps word lost the hope at that point and then slowly start to sink into darkness mm -hmm. because after that because because after that episode things got got like more snowy and what you were saying that like the snow and cold is like hell so he's like going close to, to a death right um and in chapter five that this kind this is kind kind of a stretch but like the mansions uh how each person thought that the other person was a ghost um and and really life and death are two sides of the same coin something something like that right and chapter seven adelaide represents atropas who was like one of the seven sisters of fate who 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 was actually mentioned um during that Don, that dante's in, inferno video which i think is pretty cool that i was able to pick up on that. I'm I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that one. Yeah. Good so job. Good job. she so she is one of the uh, sisters of fate um, who like uh, control like like life and death because uh, what like really cued me in on this was like her her like sit her scissors and how she held Beatrice's life in her hands basically and how she was a follower of of the beast. And so we move on um, with Auntie Whispers, who 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 had a bell, right? And for whom the bell tolls is like a common saying. It's like from a book. It's like from a bunch of stuff, and it sort of um, represents the interconnectedness of people and uh, and our eventual death and our relationship to to death. Meaning that um, if okay, like say say we hear we hear a bell right and like that's like that signifies a funeral somewhere and that kind of brings us closer to like 
recognizing our own mor mortality and coming to uh, terms with death because we will all we, we will all eventually experience death so like, maybe not be afraid of it because you know she was a nice character so i guess you could look at that as the as like maybe death isn't so bad or like don't be afraid of death maybe that's a better mm. way of saying it um and in episode eight i think this was where greg was seduced by the beast and so like greg is like smaller than Wirt, so maybe he was like closer to his deathbed than Wirt was so like he was going through that kind of thing and in chapter nine the kids are goofing off inside of a cemetery and like cemeteries are are about like death and stuff of stuff of course and then the the garden wall um rep represents like uh the the unknown which is the title of one of the episodes and the dangers that come with that because like you think of a garden as like a place of life because plants grow there and, and a place of like shelter and safety from like predators and like small critters right and you can also think of that uh think of the garden of the garden of of eden from the bible and how it's like a sanctuary for creation right so it's it's like a safe place a place of life and in chapter 10 the poems which we kind of touched on earlier uh from from words and how they pretty much express very similar sentiments of being lost and um sort of being at the whim of nature and fate and that's sort of what's happening now because he's like drowning right and um the beast uh made the woodsman like like he so the the beast um made the woodsman think that uh his daughter's fate was was at risk but really the woodsman had the beast's fate in his hands so maybe this is trying to express like um uh you hold the power of death in your hands and and uh you shouldn't be afraid of it or something hmm. i well, i like the the note that you have here it says that the the beast represents death and then perhaps the lantern is the light of life and we fear death so if he's holding the light of life you know he also has life in his hands he's got and also the fear of death in his hands so if you let go of the light then you let go of the fear so when he blows out the lantern he let goes of his fear of death and then in turn let's go let let's go his um his daughter wow you said it better than me yeah that's that's good good job me i guess <laughs> uh right so yeah so so a few more comments um and, and i should have said this during chapter 10 but i really okay so so a few months ago i've been really thinking about the forest and like what it means right and i was thinking like the forest is a very intriguing and mysterious place there's like many stories held there like, you know, throughout hundreds of, thou of thousands of years and i was thinking you know it's the circle of life right you know there's there there's predators there's prey there's thriving and there's suffering you know murders and burials have taken place there but there's also been like fun family camping times there and beautiful things and terrible things have taken place in the forest 
and the forest is silent, right? The forest is silent and it keeps its secrets, which sort of led me to the idea of like, what if animals are actually cursed with silence to keep forests secret? That's terrifying, <laughs> but so like mysterious and it makes me want to know. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so. I, feel, I feel like I say that so often. <laughs> we should put that on a shirt. Like, I just want to know more. Tell me more. Yeah, you've said that during our past couple of shows, I think. Well, yeah, because, like, I want sequels of things that don't have sequels that, I don't know. We have the, we have the, you know, the format that helps us determine what comes next, but it's sometimes it's just not enough. It's just not enough. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, I guess you could think of that um, as a compliment to the things that we've seen, because... I guess you like it enough to want to know what happens next. True. Well, do you have any final comments? Um, I do not. This is worth watching. Please watch. It's on Hulu. Yeah, um, it's a pretty quick series. It's 10, 10 episodes, about 11, 12 minutes each. It's funny. It's like charming. It's got songs. It's got moments of horror. It's got mystery. It's got a Sarah. <laughs> it's got a Sarah. And I recommend it to anyone. And so on our next episode, we will be talking about Ghost in the Shell, character psychology, which is going to be interesting because we're going to be dissecting AI, I think, you know, like the psychology of being an AI. Does that sound right? Um, we don't want to spoil it. We want them to come back now, don't we? <laughs> ah, well, maybe we'll, we will be discussing uh, psychology of AI. Just wait. Just wait. Thank you for listening to Saga Podcast, where we talk about animation and animation things. Um, this is your favorite co-host, Sarah, and I would like to remind you before you head off that we do have a Twitter, a Facebook, an Instagram, a website, and soon to be a Patreon. So if you could reach out to us, leave us a comment, a review, anything that you like, and we will appreciate all of it. Um, otherwise, have a wonderful week, and we will see you next time. Bye. See you next time. I hope you liked it. <laughs> Come again. <laughs>